Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. Here we are. It's a week uh, past the last time you heard us. And uh, Henry's emotions have only grown stronger. <laughs> well... You know, Matt, now that Matt's back at work, yeah, he doesn't. Henry doesn't see you for most of the week. Mm-hmm. You've been making it home for like the last few minutes of bedtime, a few nights. Yeah, a couple of nights I got there, but like for the most part, you're not here, right? And then you're here all weekend, and and he does not leave my side, correct? All weekend, yeah. and and Dory just like. Later. <laughs> well, I'm gonna lay in bed, he kicks and then he's like, out. "She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing some stuff in my office." And I'm well, just... I try to come in, and he's like, "Mama, go out," and he shuts the door in my face. Yeah. So it's not like you know. I wouldn't describe that as fine. <laughs> Holly just sent us a picture. It looks like he's in baby jail. He's at the Grove. Well, same thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's like in the weekends, like when I'm supposed to like, have to catch up on stuff, I, I can't. 
because of the sad child mm. who makes me feel bad with lip quivers and such. I think you need to develop better boundaries. I think you need to stop letting Henry play me like a fiddle. I keep trying to. I think you need to yes. leave the house every day for work for 12 to 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. weekend time, yeah. he, will, he will absorb you into his cocoon. <laughs> like you laugh. I mean, I'm not uh, kidding about it though. It's like it's it's uh I would I wouldn't expect you to be able to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you also like it's like cuz it's like I do miss him. So it's like Sure, of course. It's not like I don't. You know what I mean? It's not like he's annoying me. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, he's annoying me in the sense of like I'm annoyed at myself for not being able to get work done. Right. And it's, but it's also like you know, I have to make that split second decision of like, is there a real reason besides I don't wanna that I can't do this right now? And the answer is usually no. Yeah. So I do it. Right. Which is, you know, just part of being a dad. I think. Just dads doing dad stuff. Just dads who do stuff that they don't wanna. Yeah. But the only reason is they don't wanna, not that they actually can't. <laughs> Um, I just don't know if the, I don't know if the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's it's not, I don't think it's plausible for you to um, ha- tell me to just let, like ignore it. I'm like, not, no, I'm not telling you to ignore it. What are you telling me to do? But then? I think I'm telling you if you really have work to do and you feel like you're you know, falling behind because you're spending too much time with Henry, then I think you can say to him, I'm going to play with you for another half hour and then, or whatever, 15 minutes. And then I'm, I have to go do some work and then I will be back. I don't think that that is a crazy thing to do. I tried that twice this weekend. And then he says, Dita, don't do work. And then he starts crying about it. He says, Dita, don't do work. Dina, no work. Stay home. I'm like, I'm gonna do. Can I do work here? No. I know, but it's like you're kind of you're kind of sending him the message that, like, you never he can never be upset. Like you're just always gonna do whatever it takes but to like make him feel it's better. It's not. It's not. But that's the other issue, right? It's that it's not whatever it takes. It is ultimately like, is it? It's it's like. It's uh, although kind of annoying. It's not any skin off my back, really. Okay, but I can but just that's, do it late at night. But or that's something. not exactly what you just said. I would like to not have to do work late at night. Okay. Like, I but feel can like... I? Yes. Okay. Do like is there? What think, is the di- what is the difference there? I think you need some more like internal clarity about what you want to do. Like, what do you mean? Maybe it would help you to just be like, okay, you know what? During the day on the weekends, I'm spending that time with Henry, and I'm I, not going to have that time to do work. I tried to introduce him to the time timer. He did not care for it. Well, he's a little young. He was like, the, get this thing gets red out of my face. He doesn't mind when we set Alexa. Oh, he was yelling to not set it today. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> no timer. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my God. 
I don't understand. I don't know how people do this. I guess they do it all the time, but yeah, like it's easier to like not be there when he wakes up. Excuse me, I'm sorry for yawning. Um, to not be there when he wakes up because I'm I have to not be there and I'm gone before he is is awake. Right, and so I was saying today, like remove yourself from the situation. Well, that's not exactly not being there when he's awake that's like that's like saying that's like pulling a ripcord in the middle of hanging around with him i mean it's different i think it's very different it's different but it's like not crazy to do i also don't want to lie no of course meaning like i don't want to uh tell him i can't uh or like i'm trying to think oh like i told him that when he woke up from his nap i would be home Right. So I left my office. So maybe you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, but he asked. So I'm not going to lie. But you could have do said. you see what I'm saying? No, I do see what you're saying, but I think you could have said, I'm, I'm going to need to do work this afternoon. No work. That's what he would say. I know it makes you really sad yep. that I have to do work. Yep. I, I still have to do work. Well, but it also makes me sad that he said okay see that's i think something you need to work on all right well i can't we all can't be like as cool calm and collected as you listen this is not this is something that i've worked on a lot what like this is i've done a lot of reading and reflecting on these kinds of interactions and you know, the nature of kids being upset. And I, I work at it. It's not like it's not like it comes naturally to me. I just feel like you don't want to work at it, which is fine. But it's not like I just, like, am able to just do this. I'm, like, I've worked at it. But, like, I also work at the things of, like, setting the boundaries of, like, if you write on the floor, we're going to have to take the markers away. It's not like I give the markers back. He has to, you no, know what I mean? of course, and that's, there's yeah. That's, it's that's the great. same thing. Yes, okay. But, like, you're acting like I can't be watch him be upset. The reality of it is I can watch him be upset if it's something that he has been told consequences of and, you know. If it doesn't have to do with you. Is that what you're saying? No, because I'm taking the markers away. Or like your help, you know, we're both doing it or something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that has something to do with me. But it's not like about you per se. You know what I mean? But like I have no control over whether he writes on the floor with the marker. Do you know what I mean? Other than telling him he can't, not supposed to do that. And that if he does that, marker time is over. That's the only control I have over that. Mm -hmm. But when it's like Dita stay home and I can, then I have control over that. Right. And that's why I'm saying, I think you need to go into this with a clearer idea of exactly how you want to navigate this. Like, do you, cause I think you're, you have mixed feelings about this yourself and that mixed, that muddled message is coming across to him also. In the sense of what? Like, you do want to spend time with him. I do, absolutely. But you also have work to do and you're not sh- you're like you're not totally sure which to do. I do, but it's very priority. hard and you and you have you've you fortunately have not had to experience this. But it's very hard when 
the hours are so long that you don't see him for I know. a couple of three, four, five days on end. I know. And the weekend rolls around. You know, I think it would be very similar if it was reverse. So there. Yeah, it's hard. And like I'm up now some earlier than you on the weekends and I get him. Mm-hmm. And then once he's locked in on me, it's it. So wake up early. Well, <coughs> I I used to, and then I would always get him, but now you're waking up earlier than me. Yeah, I know. So, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I think it's rude. Okay. Maybe you to not wake up at four. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. Like, I thought it was very late Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, Henry, let's go see what mom was doing. And it was like 7.50. Mm-hmm. And you were like, what is happening? You were like, still had your eye mask on? I was like, we've been up for like two hours. What is happening? <laughs> you hadn't been up for two hours. Um, I had, certainly. Well, but he hadn't. Yeah, I've had bad sleep. Yeah. Bad, bad sleep. You have not had good sleep. No. Hope it gets better. Me too. Anyway. Me too. What else is going on besides my inability to cope emotionally with my son's uh, sadnesses? Well, I feel like this happens every year, but it's like, oh, wait, all of a sudden, like the year is almost over. Right. Like Henry is done with school for the year on Wednesday is his last day of school for the year. This coming Wednesday? Yes. That's pretty wild. (laughs) Yes, I know. Huh. So, I don't know. It just feels like everything is... How many days have you been to school in the last two months? Three? I mean, well, in the last month, it's been not a ton because, you know, he was we were away for Thanksgiving, then he had to quarantine, then he was sick after quarantine. (laughs) And (coughs) it's just, uh, yeah, hasn't been a lot. Hasn't been a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's missing out on that two-hour, 45-minute... mega session of wait oh it's two hours never mind yeah that it's It's it's, two hours it's very short well hopefully we can fill the remaining 12 hours that he won't be at school (laughs) hope so (laughs) Uh, otherwise um you know not not a ton is happening i started taking piano lessons in person yeah which has been nice. How's that go? You guys both wear masks. We both wear masks. Um, teachers are all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated. Can run you through any sort of like uh, clapping. Clapping? Like, like what? really get on you. Like it's like that uh, J. Jonah Jameson movie. What the hell's that? J.K. Simmons is in that movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I know Whiplash. There you go. Yeah. Um, No, it is not like that. No, should be. Um, but that's been nice. I also found out that my old piano teacher, who I only did Zoom lessons with, Mm -hmm. is not vaccinated. Thank God for Zoom. Seriously, (laughs) and she got COVID. And I remember like asking her about vaccine. I don't know. It was always, now in retrospect, I realize it was always a little like murky. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I found that out from someone who oh. whose kid also takes lessons. Oh, with her. Interesting. So, hot yeah. goss. Hot, hot goss. piano goss. Well, and it did make me feel like uh, you know what? It's for the best that I stopped taking lessons with her. Well, I mean, she can do what she wants as long as she literally doesn't leave her home. Yes, exactly. If she's going to not be vaccinated. Right. But I had wanted to take lessons in I, I was like, I, I feel like I'm going to, I'll do better with in-person lessons, especially now that I'm vaccinated and boosted and all that stuff. So That's great. Yeah. So it's been good. And it's also, you know what? It's really nice to play on a real piano. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. You know? Like, I, I think my digital piano is great, but a real piano is like different yeah what is, it? is it an upright is it a baby it's grand? baby grand Ooh, those are pricey it's a nice it's a nice piano and the yamaha i'm guessing um that's a good question i'm going to i'm, I'm gonna look the next time i'm, I'm guessing it's a yamaha i'm there it did make me think you know if we ever move somewhere big enough i'd like to get a piano yeah sure me too Let's get two. Two pianos? Yeah, we'll put them like, you know, we'll put them like, like side to side. Like, like dueling pianos? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a, a black one and you can get a white one. Oh. Real yin and yang, you know? Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, that said, oh, we took Henry to the lights last night at the zoo in Los Angeles. So they do this like holiday light times. Yeah. It's called the Zoo Lights. <laughs> Probably a better name. Or Holiday Light Times. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he liked it a lot, seemingly. It was late for him, but he stayed up the whole way home. Yeah. And then when he got home. He was so hyper. It was, he ended up puking. Yeah. It's making me think twice about taking him to the to other light Wisconsin? thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I say when we booked these? I was like, these are pretty late. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm pretty proud of me for having the foresight to know that when you put a child to bed at 6.30 every night for their entire lives, suddenly being like, let's start something at six is like not that great an idea. Okay, it's okay once in a while to do. But is it though? Because seemingly like at seven. every time he's out and about, he uh-huh. pukes. Last like five days, five times. Ugh. He's been pretty. Yeah, he just gets so amped up and like he eats and then he. It's usually because he's like eating is so close to that. Yeah. And then it's like he starts laughing and bouncing up and down. Coughing. And last night he said, My mouth hurts. Yeah, I know. And he was so upset. My mouth hurts. And he came and he's like, You know, then he decides, he always decides to puke on me. Yeah. So that's that was good news. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was a real bonding moment. But on the bright side, uh, this time I could smell it. So no COVID. Yeah, no COVID. <laughs> we did it. Um, all right. Well, let's take a little break. Be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody, we're back. Hello. Hope you're all uh, having the emotional maturity of an adult human and not a two and a half year old because I have both. Uh, shall we discuss what's going on with our listeners who have decided, hey, I want to reach out and communicate with you people via the normal channels like, you know, Matt and Dory Gmail or Dory and Matt at gmail.com or calling or texting us at 413-461-BABY. Yeah. So maybe somebody out there has done that. Oh, look, Tiffany did it. I wanted to give an update on my email that was read on the pod a few months back. I'm a little embarrassed. A few weeks after I sent this email, I found out I was pregnant. Don't be embarrassed via your fertilities. It's okay. Um, 
Background. 26. Very irregular cycle. Could not get a positive test result with ovulation strips. I thought I was dying from E. coli or something. But when I called my doctor, they were convinced I was pregnant. Took a test just to prove them wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out pregnancy can just make you feel like you're knocking on death's door. Even though I'm so very blessed to not be struggling with infertility at this time, I did want to respond to listener reached out with advice of managing my stress. I fully believe they were right and that this contributed heavily to my pregnancy. I was working full-time in person as a sole HR rep for 250 employees throughout the year of 2020. I worked 24-7, cried cried with suffering employees, made masking and COVID testing mandatory in rural North Carolina. This did not go down without several fights. I was completely beaten down every day. I did not realize how much I had felt burnt out until I left the job and and started at a new company. One month after starting the new job, I was pregnant. Wow. I did not think, I do not think that's a coincidence. I had not been on birth control for two years. And it happened after I no longer wanted to cry every day from stress. This may not be the case for everyone, but I think it goes to show that stress takes an incredible toll on our minds and bodies. Please take care of yourselves. As far as my ovulation status situation, I never did get a positive result for ovulation. So either strips don't work or my cycle is totally bonkers and unpredictable. Very likely. Uh, very thankful for the support you've given me, and I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to your pregnancy with Henry. It's so sweet to follow, quote, alongside you. End quote. Happy holidays, Tiffany. Hmm. This is very interesting. Yep. Definitely the listener got you pregnant <laughs> with their advice. I mean, it just goes to show that, like, there's still an element of so much of this that is just a mystery. Um, I don't. I don't. Uh, well, it's also like some of it's a lot of it's common sense, too. What do you mean? Like, you know, of course, stress is having an effect. I mean, yeah, but then there's also the flip side of that where like people are like, just be more, just be less stressed. And as though like that's going to be the magic solution for everyone when I don't think it is. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to see Henry so sad, just work less. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did for a long time. That's true. You really did. Um, no, but seriously, congratulations. Um, this is, this is great news. Huzzah. Huzzah. Do we have any more great news or just our regular IVF news? Mm, We have, we have some decent news in this next email. All right. Why don't you give it a whirl? All right. It's from Anonymous. Hi, Dorian Matt. I'm 42 and expecting my second child after four years of many rounds of IVF retrievals and transfers. It finally worked. And now while I'm so happy, I also can't help to be totally consumed reading about how children of older parents tend to have more developmental issues, disabilities, etc. And I keep worrying I'm not going to have a healthy child. I wonder to myself if it took this long to get a PGS positive embryo that's stuck. Does that mean my embryos are low quality and my child will have health complications? be more likely to be on the autism spectrum, etc. I know there's nothing I can do about the situation anyway, and I feel bad that having these negative thoughts will make it come true, and I need to be more positive. I guess I just feel terrible about feeling negative, and I know every pregnant mother and parent always worry about their baby, but just wanted to get my feelings out in a safe space. Thank you, Anonymous, in 1,700 square feet in LA. No hot dogs that, quote, <sighs> count. 
That's right. Thank you for understanding what does and doesn't count as a hot dog. <laughs> um, you know, it sounds like you may have perinatal anxiety, which is anxiety you have during pregnancy before you give birth, as opposed to postpartum anxiety. Because it, you know, you have a PGS uh, tested embryo. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to do all of the te- various tests that they have people do. And, you know, if you're still kind of worrying about this, it sounds like this is some sort of like way that you're channeling your anxiety onto this possibility, this seemingly very remote possibility that um, your child may have, you know, developmental issues, disabilities, et cetera. Do you have thoughts on that? Um, Because, but I get it. I get it. And it's also. Sorry. Do you want some water? I do and I don't. Okay. I thought it was going to be loud, like the water drinking. Mm. And then I was like, well, that's never fun to hear. Okay. Like I got this weird like thing where like my. So, like a, it's like a stuffiness. Can you hear it in my throat? Like I'm, it, I'm not really nasal. It, I'm not what, using my nasal passage. You know what it right sounds now. like? What? It sounds like you need a drink of water. Hello. It sounds like. What's the matter? Sounds like you need some it water. Sounds fine. I think everything is fine. Um, I also feel like it's so hard not to read like every single <laughs> study and like catastrophize it. So. I don't know. To the extent that you can, I would I would urge you to step away from the studies. Also, if you're not seeing a therapist, now is a great time to start. Step away from the studies. Yep. Step away from the studies. Um. Yeah, I I mean I'd like to say that if you think about every which way things can go wrong, you'll you'll find one that will suit you. Yes. So stop. Totally. Thank you. That's my advice. I think that's Do good I take advice. my own advice? Never. <laughs> um All right, last week we played a voicemail um about fat phobia and weight and health and you know, I feel like I should have pushed back on this voicemail a little bit more. I think these listeners who are writing in are are right. Well, anyway, I mean, look, everyone can push back equally here. This listener, this anonymous listener writes, I had to write in about the email you received related to the causes of fat phobia and weight as a determinant of health. The voicemail was hard for me to listen to as a person in a larger body who is working to recover from diet culture. I just want to note, especially for other listeners who may be struggling with diet culture, that the research showing that being fat is bad for your health is not sound. Maintenance Phase Podcast had an excellent and thorough episode on this topic called Is Being Fat Bad for You? Also, prioritizing health is a privilege and may not be everyone's priority. Health can also mean different things to different people. And as the maintenance phase episode shows, can have nothing to do with your weight. Lastly, there is no safe, effective way to lose and maintain weight loss. Hang in there, my fellow eggheads who are struggling with diet culture. I see you. Therapy has been incredibly helpful in unpacking 30 plus years of trauma from diet culture. Anonymous in 2,000 square feet in the D.C. area with my husband, toddler, and mini Labradoodle. Maybe six hot dogs this year. Only beef, sorry, we're members of the tribe. <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but I know a lot of members of the tribe who love eating shellfish. 
Um, Anonymous, thank oh, you. Also, Dory's parents love pork sausage, but they won't eat it if you don't tell. You know what I mean? It's like. If you tell them it's sausage, they won't eat no, it. No, but if they eat it, they're like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> what is this? It's so true. <sighs> and then, like, also, oh, by the way, for the record, I've never seen anyone eat crab legs like Dory's mom. So. It's out of control. It, she is she is like a trawler, a fishing trawler herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's, uh, a, she's a petite lady, but, but she. Uh, she can really put away some crab legs. Especially if it's all included. Mm-hmm. She loves a buffet with some crab legs. Um, okay. We're going to skip this next email and go straight to the email from Anonymous. Straight to it. Do you want to read it? Wait, where's the Anonymous? That, that Didn't one. Didn't we read this one? We just read this one. There's nothing. We're, we're not skipping anything. Wait. Oh, we are skipping one. Yeah, we are. <laughs> were you skipped? You'll never know. <laughs> Uh, Matt Dory, been listening in real time from episode one after being a longtime fan of the Nerdist. I'm not familiar. What is that? Uh, the hostful episodes were always my favorites. Mine too. Uh, I never understood why I listened to Excellent Adventure since I am single. Try to listen and intend on don't intend on building a family through foster care. But five years of podcast listening finally made sense when I gave birth to a beautiful surrogate baby that I carried for my two friends. Pregnancy and delivery was a beautiful and life-changing experience in the best possible way. Can already hear the eggheads asking how I was a surrogate when I don't have my, uh, when I don't have my children. I also didn't think I could be one for that reason. My own children is what I believe I meant to say here. Uh, but the intended parents and I found two wonderfully wonderful fertility lawyers to represent us and walk us through the process of an independent surrogacy, not through a clinic. Uh, it involved the same level of medical, psychological, and financial screening as an agency screening, as well as additional legal protections for both me and the intended parents. We were so lucky that the pregnancy and birth went smoothly and without any emotional complications. Wait. I just read comp. Just it was just complications. Didn't say anything <laughs> about emotionalities. Uh. My postpartum experience so far has been smooth, and the intended parents uh, and I remain as close as ever. And I get to see the baby often. As part of our legal agreement, the intended parents paid me paid for me to meet with my therapist regularly throughout the conception, pregnancy, and postpartum, which I believe is a key factor in making such a positive experience for everyone. The moment the baby was born it was amazing. The first time I saw the three of them together was just like this uh, was the thing that made me sob with tears of joy, pride, and fulfillment. Writing this to tell you that I don't think my mind would have ever been open to being a surrogate without listening to your podcast for the last five years. Listening to your IVF journey and stories from other people that you've highlighted on the show gave me the understanding, empathy, and empathy for those struggling with infertility that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So although it sounds crazy, your podcast helped create a family and gave me what will always be one of the greatest experiences of my life. So thank you for what you do and sharing your life with us. It touches people in ways you can't imagine. That's anonymous, 19 hundo square feet, an adult, two rescue dogs, Costco hot dog consumed for the sole purpose of this email. <laughs> thank you for doing your due diligence, anonymous. Um, I love this email so much. Like, how cool. Why don't you marry it? It's because... Uh, it's an email. <laughs> I mean, it's an email. So Guys, I'm not gonna marry remember that? Email. Remember that from Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. 
I do. Uh, that is a very sweet email. I thought it was so sweet. I mean, I feel like this podcast has just made two lives. Just now. In this, yes. In this episode only. Yes, I agree. So if we're averaging two lives a week, it's probably we've created probably a thousand people. Wow. Look at us. What can we do with them? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we should have a, a party for all of them. Maybe we should rewrite some child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's very, uh, it's amazing that yeah. you think that this podcast had anything so to cool. do with your inner uh, voice saying yes to the proposition of being a surrogate. I mean, we've also heard from people who who uh, donated eggs because you know of this podcast, yeah. and I'm saying thousands of new very, people because very of cool. us. Very, very cool. Um, thank you, anonymous, and I'm glad that it all went so well. Me too. Um, all right, we're gonna take another short break, and we will be RB. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, we're back. Hello. Um, what's new? What's new with me? With our listeners. <laughs> I already see one um, hashtag relating to, not a hashtag, but a PS, relating to the Bake Off. So, <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Um, well, this email is from Katie, who says, Hi, Shafrira family. I guess since this is technically an infertility podcast, yeah, it is at this point, it is technically an infertility podcast. For now. I'll start with that question. Long story short, in late September, we had to make an, the awful decision to terminate a 13-week spontaneous pregnancy after a late NT and NIPT discovered abnormalities that were incompatible with life. Mm-hmm. Ironically, this was the same week as the six-week abortion ban in Texas, and it just made me even more angry It was as we made the heartbreaking choice to end a very, very wanted pregnancy. Anyway, we are moving to IVF. We had our son via medicated IUI in April 2020, but this will be our first experience with IVF. I'm extra thankful. I've been listening to your podcast for years as I feel somewhat mentally prepared for the many ways this process can go. However, I find myself very scared, not of the egg retrieval or transfer, but the process of taking the meds to stimulate egg growth prior to retrieval. I've heard the meds can be really difficult and have also read that you have to be extra careful about working out or lifting things because of the possibility of ovarian torsion. Am I overthinking this or is it really something to be careful of? I'm finally back on the workout train consistently, but this has me terrified to even attempt mild yoga during that time. We have our protocol discussion next week, so I'll have more info on what meds I will be taking and the timing, but I wanted to write in and see what the stim part is like. Now for the Vegas portion of the podcast. We are don't taking... I think we should take these one at a time here? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I don't think you're... <laughs> I don't think you're overthinking this. I do think it's something to be really careful of. Um, you can generally work out... I mean, it, it really varies per, per by the person, but... Yeah, it's not like the whole time. It's not the whole time. 
but once you can't work out, you really can't work out. And then you can't work out until you get your period after the retrieval. So it's not just like you do the retrieval and you can go back to working out. You have to wait another, usually like 10 weeks to 10 days to two weeks um, to get your period before you're cleared to work out again. So I, yeah, I mean, I would be careful is my take on that. How about some light jogging? Light jogging? I would do some walking. Locking. Yeah. Some light walking, everybody. Perhaps I, some mall walks. But I would not do anything anything more strenuous than I would. And mild yoga, I would maybe do some prenatal yoga because then you won't have, you know, the twists and stuff like that. But otherwise, you got to be careful with yoga too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's my take on that. All right. Now for the Vegas portion of the podcast. We are taking my 19-month-old to Vegas to visit my sister and niece and nephews the week of Christmas. It's his first flight, but it's only two and a half hours. And with your advice, I feel as prepared as we can be for the flight. But what can we do with a toddler in Vegas? He naps from 1230 to 3-ish, so that only leaves us the morning and very late afternoon. Would love any ideas you have. Katie in Vancouver, Washington in 1,700 square feet with my husband, 19-month-old Clomid baby, and two cats, probably six to eight Costco hot dogs this year. Uh, Bake off spoiler. P.S. Justice for Jurgen. I still haven't watched the finale because I'm still furious. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. I feel you. But, you know... Look, these things happen on Bake Off all the time. But that was probably the most egregious. I agree. Um, Vegas. Vegas with a, with a toddler. Two and a half hours of flying to get there. And then you've got a kid who naps for two and a half hours every day. Well, I assume if you're going to visit for Christmas, you're not going to be like visiting the Strip, are you? Maybe you are. Maybe that your plan is to like take the kid out onto the strip or something or go to a casino. In which case I would say, you know, there's less smoking than there used to be, so that's good. And um, what can you, I mean, you could do, essentially think of it like this. You could do the same things with the kid that you could do at home. Um. You know, there's parks in Vegas. There's 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 walkabouts. You could take them into the mall or into you know walk through one of the forum shops or something like that. And then while 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 napping, if it's a two hour nap, I say you and your husband split the time. One of you gets the first hour, the mm, other one gets the second hour. Interesting. If you have no one to watch the baby while the nap is happening, and you know change it up the next day, then then. Somebody gets the second hour, or somebody gets the first hour, um, and you know, use that if you if you want to, you know, drop a couple bucks at a slot machine or something. That's your time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you could take shifts at night if the baby's sleeping and you've got a wild uh, itch to uh, hit the hit the strip or something like that, or hit the floor of the casino. Mm-hmm. I say take turns again. Mm-hmm. Turns. Aren't they great? <laughs> but that's my advice. 
I mean, a 19 month old is going to be like blown away by the Bellagio fountain. So that's, yeah. that's like number one. Yeah. Number two, they'll be blown away by like, I mean, if they're anything like Henry, they like lights. Plus there's a buttload of Christmas trees there and the lobbies and stuff. And mm. it's probably a giant gingerbread house at the, the Bellagio or the wind right now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's stuff to do. Thank you. Thank you for addressing the Vegas portion. Uh, um, all right. This next this next message was a series of texts, so I, I tried to kind of smush them together into one email type. Which one? Message. The from anonymous that says pause the current oh, episode. Oh, wow. A series of texts. You really did a good job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, pause the current, it's from anonymous. Pause the current episode where we're talking about Daniel Tiger. There is a Daniel Tiger song and or video for every toddler situation. There's also an app for grownups that has all the songs in it. That's cool. That is cool. Um, grownups come back is still using our house and our daughter is eight years old. Kids learn by repetition and hearing the songs in the videos in context is really what sticks in their brain. That's probably why he watches Rachel. The same Rachel songs a thousand times. Yeah. But like we've got a kid who. Obsessed with counting. Yeah. Yeah. Knows his letters mm-hmm. and sings songs to himself. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's pretty cute. Does what it needs to do. As a children's librarian, I always use consistent songs for an entire session slash season because that's how kids learn. By the end of the season, they know them all and it helps them know when they hear this song, it means this thing is coming next, which gives them a feeling of control in their lives, which they, which they don't get a lot of. Um, and then they link to the app. It's called Daniel Tiger for Parents. I'm on Android, but you can definitely find it in the Apple Store. I feel like you guys are on the low screen time train, but make an exception for Daniel Tiger because it will save your sanity. Also, Mom and Dad Tiger are awesome models for you guys as well. Oh, Mom and Dad Tiger. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers knew what he was doing, and he should be the model for everyone. Also, 18 months till like two, two and a half years is a prime time for separation anxiety. What helped us was acknowledging her worry, but also laying out clear plan of what was going to happen every day. Mommy's going to walk you inside. We're going to put your backpack up. I'm going to give you a hug and a kiss and say bye-bye. And I will be back at the end of the day. Grownups always come back. Mm-hmm. Also unrelated, Matt, now that you're back at work, did anyone acknowledge that they needed you to go back because no one else could do the job that you do? Yes. Did they realize it's a terrible job and only Matt can do it? Yes. How did that happen? read the internet (laughs) (laughs) more for me i forgot my details 1500 square feet in raleigh durham north carolina one husband one old-fashioned uh there must have been something got lost in translation here because this doesn't totally make sense um one husband oh one no actually that is what they wrote um one old-fashioned so I'm going to guess. eight-year-old two. Hang on. I think it's one old-fashioned, the old-fashioned way. Meaning like oh, not a science baby. yes, yes, yes. Thank you. That's one the old-fashioned way. One old-fashioned way, way eight-year-old. I thought you were just telling us you had a single cocktail in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought they meant like maybe they had yeah. like a very old-fashioned eight-year-old. Yeah. Uh, two cats and an off-the-charts hot dog, hot dog count. Nice. My daughter eats hot dog and or corn dogs at least three to four times a week. I buy them in bulk at Costco's, Costco and BJ's. Whoa, you're a double warehouse member. Impressive. 
Um, okay. This is from Melinda. Mm-hmm. Few very unfertility related thoughts on last week's pod. One, GBB. GBBO. We also love the Mel Sue combo the best. I was wondering if you have watched their show Hitmen. No, I have not. We've only watched the pilot, but more Mel and Sue is making us smile. Two, re Santa. Whatever you do, don't ask us in a Facebook group. We found this to be a topic that people feel really passionately about and it devolves quickly. I'm 100% in agreement that Santa should not be used as a threat. We've enjoyed sharing the story of the real St. Nicholas with our son as well as stories of Santa traditions from around the world as he's gotten older. Sometimes even if kids don't believe, they like to play along with the magic of it, which is just fine too. One bit of food for thought. I know some folks have Santa bring all the gifts or a big Santa gift, like a bike or video game system. We've always chosen to have Santa just fill stockings with small treats because we've heard from folks who have grown up with less material things that it was rough going back to school and hearing how Santa brought some kids huge expensive presents when they hadn't had that and feeling like they were bad kids because Santa didn't bring them a big gift. Mm. It seems like a small way to potentially save another child some heartache at a wonderful but also challenging time of year. That is um, that is an excellent point. That's so thoughtful. Melinda, thank you. Um, that just so covers it. Thanks again for all you do to bring joy, especially to my short, dark New England December days. You just read my mask tips last week, so it feels silly to redo all my stats. So I'll leave it at Melinda in Maine with a blacksmith <laughs> shop and call it good as that seems a simple way to differentiate from most other listeners. Yes, you're so far only blacksmith shop having listener. All right. Well, we have one last. I mean, I wonder oh. what Henry's school is going to be like, you know. With all those, you know, like that lady, the house we went to had a donkey. Well, that wasn't her donkey. I know, but there was it was a hired donkey it was to a carry hired, beer. It was a hired donkey. And a mariachi band. Yeah. So who knows what Santa's bringing them? Yeah. Maybe they, or who knows what Hanukkah Harry's swinging down the tree. What is Hanukkah, where does he leave the gifts, Hanukkah Harry? <laughs> Honey, Hanukkah Harry is a uh, made up. Is real. <laughs> um, all right. We have one last email from Lauren who asks, Matt and Dory, what podcast listening apps do you currently use? I'm so sick of Apple Podcasts. Oh, I, I got off that train the second they split it off from iTunes. Um, and I still use Downcast. I always have. Uh I mean, since back in the day. I think it was $3 when I got it at some point. Um, you know what's very annoying is that no longer can you buy an app. It is Everything's a fucking subscription. Mm. It is dastardly. Yeah, I agree with that. I read something on maybe Jalopnik or something, but like Toyota's now, Toyota's remote start key thing is now a subscription service. Really? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Everyone's paying... Something that I looked at today was like an absurd amount per month. Oh, the Citizen app. There was like some thing on there like start your free trial and then it's $60 a month. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) What? Well... That app is trash, so you shouldn't be using it anyway. Um, I, you know, I had been using Pocket Casts, and then I just kind of consolidated everything on Spotify. Oh. Which I have mixed feelings about. I don't love 
their app for podcasts, but it does kind of make things a little easier just to like have everything in one place. Um, I love Downcast. It's very stable. Allows you to download and have them there. Also allows you to stream. Has a 30 second skip and a two minute skip. Um, you know, you can play it at however many X you'd like to play. Um, five stars. Um, I haven't really taken advantage of this much, but there are some Spotify exclusive, like, you know, Joe Rogan. Yeah, familiar. <laughs> you know, my pal Joe Rogan. I'm kidding. He's not my pal. Um, so, you know, but I also, you know, I pay $10. That's a subscription. I pay $10 a month for Spotify. Of course you do. I don't. I know. Somehow it's the one thing I don't pay for. But you pay for you Apple, pay for Apple music, music and Amazon and music. Amazon music. So <laughs> there you go. Um, and I get YouTube music as part of my YouTube subscription. I I I think the YouTube subscription is a good is a good value. It's a great value because and I'm reminded of that anytime I watch YouTube on my account because I'm like there's a gajillion ads. Oh, and a ten minute ad, and a ten minute video they could throw. Three ad breaks in it's, or five ad breaks. It's in. insane. Something ridiculous. Yes. And then I'm like And I haven't seen a YouTube ad in five years. Right. And then I'm because we have Matt's Matt's YouTube account is what's logged in on our smart TV. Mm-hmm. And so I've just gotten used to the luxury of <laughs> no <laughs> ad free YouTube. And then if I ever use it on like my computer or anything, I'm like, oh this yeah, is we had, terrible. Like, I remember in the writer's room at Goldberg's we had you know, we didn't have YouTube red or whatever it was called at the time and it was infuriating it's really. very annoying especially when you want to watch like a minute and a half trailer and you watch a two minutes of commercial right. <laughs> it's like what the fuck <sighs> anyway anyway thanks for listening to our rant about subscription services yeah and ads okay you can skip our ads if you want to with a button yeah okay but if you support us on patreon there's no ads on patreon Nothing to skip. Nothing to skip. You get two ad-free bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. It is a subscription, but we hope it's worth it. And <laughs> speaking of subscriptions. Speaking of subscriptions, subscribe to our thing. If you support us at the $5 <laughs> level or above, you not only get those uh, bonus apps, but you get your name read on the podcast each month. And don't forget, you also get that back catalog of ad-free Patreon episodes. If you support us there. Yeah. Um, and if you support us on an annual basis, you get a discount. I think it's like 10% or something. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Thank you to the following supporters. Aaron Turley. Frederick Rowall. Greg Watchorn. Greta Truitt. How are you doing, Greg Watchorn, by the way? Hannah Crowder. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manolovich. Julia Schulenberg. Julie McLaren. Kane McCall. Karen the Gershi. Kat C. Uh, Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestre. Christopher Fonegi. Laura. Laura Dodge. Lauren Gleason. The Donkey of Donkey Prey. Donkey of Prey. LFB. Liesel. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa Travis. Liz. Uh, Maddie Cowler. Mel. Uh... Marina Breed. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michael Ra. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamic. 
Nancy Powell, Nikki Bossert, Paul Sharp, Paula, and Penny from Massachusetts. Thanks, y'all. Thank you all so very much. And uh, I know I have to work a lot, but I promise I'll see you guys next week. Bye.